0: Hello, Japan by River Cruise is made possible thanks to those who donate to the show at japanbyrivercruise.com and due to the generosity of our corporate sponsors. This week's show is brought to you by the novel Coronavirus and its one year
1: anniversary blowout campaign. That's right, Ali. The Coronavirus is celebrating its first full year in business in Japan with deals that you won't believe. If you like the first, second, and third waves, you'll love the fourth one, which has seen the virus's highest surge yet. That means that your chances of getting it are better than ever. Plus, in honor of this milestone, we're rolling out brand new and improved international varieties so you can find the infection that's right for you and your family. So impress your friends, infect your loved ones, and finally get the neighbors to stop trying to make small talk with you with the coronavirus. Because remember, if you're in Japan, actually getting the virus is still your best chance to get those antibodies. Hello Brian and welcome back to Japan by River Cruise. I'm Bobby Judo. And I'm Ollie Horn.
0: Ollie, you had a quick message at the top? Yes, Bobby. Just before we started, I wanted to take a moment to reflect on the people of Edinburgh who have sadly lost their Duke this week. Uh, we've decided to mark Prince Philip's passing with a special bonus track in the extras. We considered releasing Two Minutes of Silence, but instead went for Two Minutes of Racism, which is what he would have wanted.
1: So joining us this week on our show is J.J. Walsh, host of Seeking Sustainability Live and person who hates cruises more than a Titanic passenger. J.J., (laughs) behave yourself this time.
2: I will do my best.
1: On this week's show, Hiroshima is giving free PCR tests to all of its residents. It's a controversial idea, but supporters are already wondering if just maybe this innovative new concept is something they might also want to try with the vaccine. JJ got her PCR test kit, we'll talk to her about the plan, and other recent corona trends. Plus, Ollie's got your weekly River Cruise recommendation. Ollie? Yes, Bobby, this week's recommendation is actually
0: our first ever Fukushima River Cruise recommendation. Because we've heard reports that in addition to floating as boats usually do, recently some boats are now hovering up to four feet over the water, which sounds fun. We have been asked by a local PR firm to let our listeners know that this is likely coincidental to the recent release of contaminated water into the ocean from the plant, unless, I quote, the tritium is in fact safe, in which case that is the only side effect, in which case we hope you're
1: grateful. Plus, uh, in honor of the start of Ramadan, we're passing on a message from the Fukuoka Masjid al-Nur Islamic Culture Center, who's offering a special Ramadan chartered cruise, which sets sail before sunrise and comes back after sunset and offers no food or beverages on board. But first, Soap Talk. Right, so on today's show, we've got J.J. Walsh. And Brian. Uh, JJ, welcome back to the show. We're doing, uh, what's for us, a rare daytime recording. We usually like to record after 8 or 9 at night, but you are a super morning person, right?
2: Yes, I am. I usually get up about 5 in the morning, and I'm pretty much passed out by 9 p.m., so yes, morning person.
1: That's a really full day, and you pack it with making a lot of content.
2: (laughs) Thank you. I do my best. I enjoy what I do. So it's a live to work scenario, I guess.
1: Do you, do you get more views for your daytime shows or do you ever do like an evening show and compare the numbers?
2: Yeah, I do. Um, most weekdays, I'll have a show either 9 a.m. or 5 p.m. Next week will be very interesting because I'm talking to someone in the U.S. And so the time difference was quite tricky. And I'm doing the show at 6 a.m. We will see how that goes.
1: <laughs> 6 a.m. for your time?
2: 6 a.m. for me, yeah. I'll be up, but whether I'll be ready to talk or not is a different story.
1: Yeah. Well, speaking of <laughs> time differences, uh, this is probably the last time we'll be able to accommodate a morning record because one of us is switching time zones.
0: Oh. That's me. Exciting. Yeah.
1: Now now I'm I'm nervous. That's, that's going to be
0: my fate, that I might have to wake up at, at silly times in order to accommodate guests from, say, America and Bobby in Japan. Because, um, yeah, I, it <laughs> seems like I'm going to go back to the UK on Tuesday. The the time uh, has, not... has finally arrived. <laughs> the time has finally come. And uh, it wasn't necessarily because I wanted to. I was actually thinking I could I could probably wait until the UK relaxes their quarantine rules. And until there were chartered flights direct to the UK. Uh, but um, instead, the Malaysian government decided to march me out in handcuffs. Or at least, I've got very close to that. Uh, <laughs> because the, the immigration department here in Malaysia got some bad press. Because they didn't give clarity on whether this visa overstay amnesty, which I'm the beneficiary of, was going to be continued until the end of their state of emergency, which is going to be at least a a few more weeks, Uh -uh. as they previously said. And there were some people who were like, who've had had a a much rougher time than I have. Like there's a a couple of examples of people who are heavily pregnant, who who have been told you've got to get on a flight. There are people who uh, don't have residency permits in their country at the moment because their embassies are shut. They, you know, they, they can't get on a flight. And uh, they all haven't been given extensions and so then the, the immigration department here kind of retaliated this bad press by releasing a statement which basically said that's it, no more Mr Nice Guy. All non-residents who have overstayed their visa need to leave by the 21st of April. And, in this, wow. and it was clearly a piece of PR because in addition to this kind of factual information, they also gave a load of stats about bad guys, right, about how many arrests they've made and all the nefarious activities that people have been doing. And there was a line which said, well, some people who have benefited from this amnesty have abused it by working in the entertainment and prostitution industries illegally. And I read that and thought, well, fair enough, they are half right. Uh, that kind of is kind of is exactly what I've been doing, uh, and you know, times have been so tough that I was considering, you know, the, the the full pie.
2: Well, on the on the plus side, you probably get a vaccine before Bobby or I. Oh, yes, sure. that's true.
0: Yeah. Well, I'll definitely have to take a test. I mean, the amount of tests I'm going to be taking in uh, in the next couple of weeks is, is more than when I was taking my GCSEs. I have to take a test in order to get on the flight. When I arrive in the UK, I take a test. I must quarantine, take another test after eight days. And what's good about the UK, and I really admire by this about the UK, what can be done efficiently by the public sector can be done for profit by the private sector. And that is a <laughs> mantra which... Uh, which never ceases to find new ways of, of making money for, for corporations. So I have to spend £200 to some private company to get wow. some tests, even though the you NHS is providing Do you know which free.
2: test? Are you doing the spit, the nose, or the behind?
0: I don't know. Uh, although those, interestingly, were my three options when I was, um, <laughs> when I was working illegally. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't know. But what I do know is you can pay extra money and, get, and, and do less quarantine. Because the I don't know really what the logic what? is that maybe rich people have a yeah it's I ridiculous.
2: You, I thought you were going to say and get the behind one. Sorry,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I have I have my preferences. Uh, no, yeah, so so it seems it seems that you you pay some extra money and you only have to do half of your quarantine by taking another test, and as long as that test is negative, you're good to go. So the, the whole thing's a complete nonsense, and it's. Uh, it's frankly shameful how bad the, the UK has made a mess of this. Considering they could have implemented this over a year ago, instead all this stuff's only been going for a month or two.
2: Well, while you're in quarantine, hopefully you'll get better food than here. Somebody was on Twitter today showing the food they got while they're in quarantine in oh, Japan in Osaka. In yeah, it was
1: uh, Yana in Yana Osaka? And Osaka.
2: Yeah, yeah, and it just looked horrendous. It's all cup noodle. Well, thankfully you're like... allowed
0: to quarantine at, at a family's home, so I will send That's that cool. picture to my mum and I'll make sure that she does a better job. <laughs>
2: yeah, good. I'm sure it won't be hard,
1: JJ. Uh, before all of this, did you get home regularly? Did you like go visit people abroad, or?
2: Yeah, I'm really missing seeing my family in Hawaii, and of course being on the beach in Hawaii and being outside in Hawaii, and yeah, all things about Hawaii, I'm missing a lot. My husband's from the UK, so to be honest, not missing yeah. that so much. Having to go there once a year. And where are you from? <laughs> Hawaii. I grew up in Hawaii. <laughs> Yeah. Whenever I go to England, I'm not envying you, Ollie, I'm afraid. Whenever I go to England, even if it's supposed to be summer, I always somehow get caught in some hail, hailstorm. Mm. Not a fan. Yeah.
0: Rain that could kill you.
2: Wonderful.
1: Bobby, do we have anyone to thank this week? Yes. Uh. Yeah, we do. We got a new member, Gregory Sokoloff, signed up as a member on buymeacoffee.com. And ollie has got a, a huge move coming up. It's... uh. I think you, you put a plane ticket that you can't afford on your credit card. Uh I've oh, been yeah. I've been hinting at um some severe financial hardships uh based on my <laughs> on my two week uh, imposed vacation that I've been taking. Um, so if you're looking to sign up, now is a great time, not only because we could really, really use the help, but also because we're putting out a lot of new merchandise. We've got great new stickers. We've got magnet packages. Uh, and if you'd like to show your uh, JBRC support and love, this is an excellent time to do so. So head on over to our Buy Me a Coffee page and check it out. Thank you very much, Gregory Sokoloff, for joining up.
0: Yeah, if you disagree with KLM charging me £750 for a flight that should have been £250, then get some stickers. With that, let's jump into
1: the news. The New York Times reports, ready or not, golfer Hideki Matsuyama is now a national hero in Japan after becoming the first Japanese golfer to win the Masters. It's true, the pressure and scrutiny that comes with being a major sports figure in Japan can be intense, but Matsuyama expressed his optimism, saying, hey, at least I'm not half black. Our correspondents have followed up on the story. Yes, at Man has
0: a three-hour exclusive interview with Konotaro about how he feels about the New York Times' choice of name order. And Joe from Ishikawa Summit to See has some fan
1: interviews to share. Let's hear a quick clip. Being the first Japanese person to win a major golf tournament must be such a burden, said Hisako Higuchi, a sentiment echoed by proud onlooker Hinaka Shibuno, who said, I can't imagine what that kind of limelight would be like. Thanks, Joe. I feel like I should have heard those names before, but I definitely haven't. If you'd like to join the JBRC Press Club, follow us on Twitter at JBRCPod for next week's ascent.
0: So in the news, I'll be taking three PCR tests in the next week or so. I've never taken one, but JJ, Hiroshima's been in the news because it's just been throwing money at PCR tests. is now PCR test city. It's been throwing PCR tests at people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and-, and encouraging them to take them.
2: Starting, starting this week on the 12th and going until the end of the month, they're trying to do as many tests as possible to anybody who will take them. So I went on the first day, I had cameras in my face as I took the packet and uh, the lady told me, try to spit as much as you can into this vial, which I found really funny and then um, I said "Gambari mas," and then I wrote on Twitter, "I'll do my best." You know, yeah, people yeah. are like, "Yeah, you've been in Japan too long." Although <laughs> it's really hard to to say a joke in an ironic way on Twitter that people take as a joke. So some people story actually... of our
0: lives. <laughs> yeah. We do not need persuading <laughs> so, on this point.
2: <laughs> but some people actually wrote to me and said, "No, you'll be okay. Don't worry. It's not too hard. You will have enough spit." I don't know, I thought that was classic. <laughs> so what's
0: the rationale? What, why does Hiroshima want to do this scheme?
2: Well, this actually, about three months ago, the governor um, was on social media saying, we're going to do this great PCR campaign. We're going to try to test as many people as we can to find out how many people really have it who yeah. are asymptomatic. Yeah, this was which announced nobody back is in doing January, Japan.
1: right?
2: Yeah, Yeah. And I was really excited saying, oh, great, I'm going to be able to try having a test because, you know, often you'll have really low energy days. You'll feel horrible headaches and you'll think, is it COVID or is it something else? I have no idea. Um, So I thought, yeah, great, try it. And then when I was there, the the cameras in my face, the guys next to me are like, are you from Germany? The guy looks at me and goes, Deutze. And I was like, what? There are no travelers right now. What are you talking about? Yeah. And then, you know, just trying to make small talk. And then I get to the front of the line. I sign my name. Uh, You don't need ID, which I was a bit surprised about. I thought you'd Mm. need ID. Um, You just put your name so you could do it totally under a false name. They didn't take an address. They just need a telephone number after you give it back the next day. And if you get a call. That means you have COVID. If you don't get a call, that means you're free and clear.
0: Well, I suppose from a public health perspective, that makes sense, right? They don't want you to necessarily be registered. Like, it it makes sense for them to not only give tests, but to vaccinate people who have a non-regulated visa status, right? So I think it's a good thing, right? The the less friction, the better. Oh, definitely. And, uh, yeah. and were you part of a PR, PR campaign to particularly get foreign citizens involved was was this part of no, your but no but no, my just...
2: husband my husband and i have been doing a local like regional website get hiroshima.com for many years and we often do like local events and local information covid has been a very popular um article series that we've done because there's been so little clear information in japan right. about what the heck's going on um mm. so when i heard that they're doing this free test i I said, well, I'll go do it. Yeah, why not? And then my son did it after me. And yeah, it'd be interesting to be part of that campaign. And it might be very informative to see if there's any strains that they right, haven't right. been like documenting.
1: Yeah, when, when they test now, they submit all of the results to a lab in Tokyo and the lab in Tokyo analyzes them to find out what strain they are. Um, and in Fukuoka as well, I know they're starting to find more and more of the international variants. So I can see this being good for them to kind of get a clearer picture of what their current situation is. But yeah. h- how are the citizens responding to it? How are How are people, you know, is everybody participating or are people who feel like they're fine not going to take it?
2: Yeah, well, when I went back the next day to hand it in, um, it's quite funny because you have to take your plastic encased vial into with your own hands and put it into another plastic <laughs> encased vial that they're holding. I, I then- don't know why. <laughs> I
1: assume that you did it on site, but now that I'm hearing that you take it home no, and do it, it makes so you much take it more home sense. It. it would be a terrible <laughs> idea to have everybody show up and spit in the same area. <laughs>
2: Yeah. So when I, I took it back, I was like, it's not as bad as some of the other ways that they can test your body for things. Yeah. Um, But spit in a vial, I wouldn't like to be the spit tester. Anyway, Um, when I gave it back in, I asked the guy, have you had many people coming and doing it? And he said in the first day, they had 800 people at that yeah. one location. And they also are at uh, universities around Hiroshima and other public places. So I wonder how many people they're going to get. Probably over, they're aiming for about 20,000, I think. A few Japanese friends actually said that they saw my post and then they went and did it. They're Mm. like, oh, okay. And I thought that was funny. So all the information is in Japanese and I put it into English and then Japanese friends saying they went because they saw mine, which I, I thought was interesting. (laughs)
1: We should talk about the timing as well, because this idea that, you know, uh, while other countries are doing this with the vaccine, Japan is still doing this with PCR testing. Yes.
2: Yeah. Last year, uh, when I think last year, basically around this time, I was really complaining there was no testing. And I feel I don't feel well. I don't know if I should go to a meeting. I there's no way to get a test right now. Mm. There are tests available, but it's usually about twenty thousand yen for a PCR yep. test if you go commercially, right?
0: And this yeah, time last yeah. year, Korea was was making the headlines by doing these walk-in tests. Do you remember yes, they had these outdoor yeah. pop-up booths, yeah, yeah. drive-in booths where you'd roll ro- ro- your window down? Yeah. Uh, the cynic in me, the cynic in me wants to say, well, what's the use in doing this other than some fairly cheap PR win because PCR mm. tests now actually aren't expensive for governments to buy. Like, is, mm. is the public health benefit really that much? Is this data genuinely valuable? Like, does the city have a history of doing these kind of broad stroke, you know, feel-good gestures?
2: Yeah, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I mean, the the guy who he's the the passion person behind this project. Um, he has a few projects like this. Like, he's a young guy. He's he's just got a bit of innovation in his blood. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. We, we don't really know what they're going to find out, but mm. nobody else in Japan is doing it, and Hiroshima is not really well known to be, like, cutting edge. So this is kind of nice for us long-term residents, to be honest.
1: Yeah, it, it could potentially give the clearest picture of the current corona situation of any city anywhere in Japan. And, and as JJ mentioned... I do think a lot of people feel that same way of, of, you know, when they get a little headache or they notice, you know, they feel a little warm. They go, do I have it? Do I have it? And I think at this point, it's possible that there are so many people who either have had mild symptoms or who've been asymptomatic that have had it without ever even noticing.
2: Absolutely. So I don't know about this PCR test. Is it going to tell me I have had it at some time or is it just going to tell me if I have it or not now?
1: I don't think it does that um and
2: okay
1: i don't know i'll I'll, i shouldn't i'll say this really really quickly i'll say this as fast as i can um my family and i got coronavirus uh (laughs) and (laughs) that was the best part uh and so my wife and my daughter Ami and i got it and my daughter louie did not. And she was tested like three or wow. four times. And, and the way they do it is they test you initially. And if you get it, then they put you in a quarantine period. And they used to test you again. And when you test it again as negative, then they would let you go back. Now they have a yeah. better idea of what the infection period is and what the recovery period is. So now they just monitor your health until uh, about 10 days after they judge that it presented. And if you have no presenting symptoms or your health condition is fine after those 10 days, then they don't test again. They just go, you're not a risk anymore. So the fact that the three of us had it and the one other daughter did not have it, to me, in my mind, says she probably already had it. Like, she she probably already had it and got it out of her system and was asymptomatic. And uh, the fact that the the way that they conduct it. Or
2: she's immune somehow. And they need to study her and replicate yeah, yeah. her.
1: She's the kid in the zombie movie that gets bitten and doesn't turn, yeah. and then they have to make the cure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it would be good for because, as far as I understand, she's your least favorite of the two, right? So that might that, that might cause a, cause a flip. Never. No.
2: You never have a favorite child.
1: No, Ollie. We, I never have a favorite child when JJ's on the show. <laughs> So, so that that's uh, kind of our all of our recent Corona <laughs> update information, unplanned disclosure there. Um, but we wanted to talk to JJ as well about some other Corona trends. One of the things that we're seeing as a trend across the country is that uh, Corona has driven this spike for demand for people buying homes and reforming their homes because they spend so much time in the place where they live that they they want their own house or they want to make their house as comfortable as possible. JJ talks to people who do reforms and things like that all the time. And also you reformed your own house, didn't you?
2: Yeah, I did. Uh, we bought a 60-year-old house. It was the first one in the neighborhood, which we didn't realize until we bought it. And it was full of junk, including old photos, mm. which we saw that it was the only house surrounded by rice fields. So that was fun yeah um, but yeah, it's been a very popular topic in the series. We've had about 20 different talks about remodeling old machia, old tea houses in Kyoto. yeah, um people who are working as a kind of real estate liaison between the rural areas trying to get rid of these empty places and people who want to buy and move out the city. So yeah, really interesting.
0: It's interesting you say get rid of, because I think something that's underappreciated about Japan, for people who haven't interacted with the property market, is Japan's one of the few countries where property is not necessarily an appreciating asset. If you go to almost any other country, there's just an expectation that because of the supply and demand curve, house prices are always going to go up. But Japan, because you can just build, right, the building regulations compared to other developed countries are very lax. If you want to just build an apartment block, you build it and also because there's population decline, uh, and also because generally people are moving into cities, it's not really a given that if you buy a house, it's going to maintain its
1: value. In fact, oh, no, it its value it will depreciate. Yeah, there's also yeah. the cultural aspect that people don't buy used houses. No, Right.
2: And I was talking to a guy, Asby Brown, who knows a lot about uh, house building and carpentry in Japan over a long time, and he was talking about how even if you build the most beautiful modern like high-tech building it still does not increase in value over time and we had that when we bought this place we actually got a discount because they're like it's garbage you're you're just going to pay for the land we'll give you a discount because you're not asking us to get rid of it before you move in (laughs) and build a new place and we're like we're going to keep it and they're like what why we love it
0: so does this myth of the the $1 house, is that true? That there are people that are just yeah. so keen to get rid of it. They see it as such a burden. They want to I mean, pass that burden on to someone else.
2: You had it in the UK too. You had some areas that people were just giving away houses, right? The value had completely dropped down. Um, but I think in Japan's rural areas now, there are some pretty decent houses that you could move into that you can get for almost nothing. Yeah, And then one of the benefits is, like, we're in Hiroshima City. Our land tax price is, you know, considerable. So it makes you think twice if you're going to buy another property. Um, but in the rural areas, they'll actually pay you or you have zero land tax or, you know, like there's other incentives to move and buy out there. It's yeah. really impressive.
1: And one of the reasons that you can pick up land for so cheap is because there are a lot of older people who own vast amounts of property and they have to pay taxes on those properties and so they're looking to just kind of unload them and um, when, when we first started looking around we we found some places that ultimately we couldn't go forward because we couldn't get uh, uh, building permits for those areas but there were places out in Tara in Saga Prefecture where they were like yeah just come out and hang out see if you like the land and, and if you want it we'll give it to you and it was because you know it's land that they just have that's extra that they can't use or develop. There's nobody around to farm it anymore, and they have to yeah. pay tax on it.
2: A really interesting talk I had uh, recently, her and her husband had lived like off-grid in Alaska before they came to Japan, and they're very handy, and they know how to fix things up, and so they got an absolute steal on mm. th- the house because... The only running water is from a stream that comes behind the house. And yeah. they're like, yeah, we had that in Alaska. That's no problem. Let's do it. You know, yeah. her husband's building walls that were not there out of like coffee top tables from antique shops. And they're amazing. Yeah
1: so it could be a great opportunity for somebody to you know build their dream house or pick up some land cheap and get really involved in in a project there's this silver lining here but there's also this element where there is a current boom for people looking to buy their own houses because they want to be able to spend their time somewhere comfortable during a pandemic Um, but there's also a huge negative effect on the housing market where because of income loss from corona people are not being able to pay their mortgages and it's a huge yeah. problem in the industry right now. And one of the biggest effects that that I'm experiencing firsthand is that lenders are now discriminating against people who have had Corona. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, it's one of the things that you get asked if you apply for a loan. And the idea is that because they don't know what the long term health effects are, you have to apply for something. I think it's called. Um, I want to say it's called dan shin or Dangen or something like that dan shin which is uh, a form of insurance where if you something happens to you and you can't make your payments then the bank has to buy that property up and so they don't let you apply for that if you have corona because the philosophy is that they don't know what the long-term health effects of it are and so it's very possible that long-term corona could long-term even like within a couple of years corona could kill you or incapacitate you so that you couldn't work because of the um the fokusayo the lasting after effects or the secondary effects
2: that seems illegal i mean they can't do that for people who have cancer they can't ask for a medical check before you get a loan can they i've never heard of that true
1: i mean you wouldn't loan somebody with terminal cancer (sighs)
2: but Corona is not terminal. Nobody's determined that it, it's going to have a terminal effect. It's not like terminal cancer or, yeah, that's crazy. Mm. Sorry to hear about that.
1: Well, what, one of the things that we're doing is that um, I have uh, unemployment insurance. So for the, the jobs that I've lost for the time that I wasn't able to work because of Corona, uh, I can get compensated, you know, something per day. Um, but we're nice. not going to apply for that um, until oh. after we get a loan because the loans look into your health insurance situation. Oh, it's yeah.
2: so complicated. What a headache.
1: Yeah. Is that to say that if we didn't do a podcast one week, we could earn some money? <laughs> uh, no, they don't count this as employment.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but that, But that plays to the problem with stigma and the problem with why people don't want to get a test. And the problem with why people won't want to get a vaccine either. I mean, there's, yeah. there's so much negative stigma.
0: So, so basically that means that this whole uh, Hiroshima free testing thing might just be a trap. That it's just a load of people that are willing to give their houses away for free with binoculars going, <laughs> not them, not well, them, but it's,
2: not them. But, but they're not keeping track of who is getting results. You know, it's private. So they're doing it kind of outside the norm. Mm. in that way be interesting to see what happens
0: does the corollary of this mean if you get the vaccine you can get more loan like if you if you're super oh. strong can you go back to the bank and go hey give me more money now I'm stronger <laughs> Hey, thanks very much for listening to this episode 80 of Japan by River Cruise. Thanks very much to those who are members and continue to be members month on month. We appreciate it.
1: Very much so, especially now that you know what dire straits Ali and I are currently finding ourselves in. Uh, Thank you to our guest this week, JJ Walsh. JJ, it's always a pleasure talking to you. And I always love seeing what new interesting topics you've got on Seeking Sustainability Live. Anything else coming up?
2: Yeah, some great talks coming up. Uh, We've got about sustainable travel, about forestry, and an ecological app that you can try out. Um, There's also a guy who wrote a book about a cat in Tokyo, which will be fun to talk about.
1: Very cool. We'll look forward to it. Thank you all for listening, and we'll see you next week.